Hey, Matt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Ralph. Hey, Chris. Or Welcome to Building Up to It. That that wasn't in there, Matt. Don't worry. I mean, you holding <laughs> it up was in there, but you saying what you're eating was before it started. Oh, Maybe. I we'll knew see. that. We'll see. Behind the scenes. What's up, everyone? Well, Party we've people. Got, we've got a topic for you, I think. Yeah. But first, did we get anything? I got a bunch of Duplo, and I don't know what to do with it. And I got a new, <laughs> new fulfillment person, a new new fulfillment contributor. I think Fucking it's platinum a, tier VIP. Yeah, I don't know if it's gonna be a an ongoing keep sending me this stuff, or if this was stuff they had in bulk and they wanted to to sell it, or if this. I don't know. They they built this much bulk because they sent me some high quantities. I don't know if what, they built it up Pritz over time. What Chris is saying is this person sent him high quantity, low part count orders, big boxes of the same part, essentially. It was good stuff, and it's they're good sellers too. So I would not be surprised if they start making a return pretty quick. It's February seventeenth, and I. I'm willing to bet they will see a return for the March 1st payment. That's pretty good. Nice. You guys get anything? <laughs> uh, Ralph will go, of course. I, I didn't get anything, but I finally built this. I finally uh, got this together this oh, weekend. Sweet. How was the so, build? Was it fun? It was. Tedious? It, it, a little, yes. Uh, not as tedious as other sets, but like the fact that you go in one direction for quite a while kind of sucked. Uh, and is that um, <laughs> stand sturdy? It is pretty sturdy. Yeah. And it. Yeah, I was being. In, uh, right? Yeah, I was being careful with it because the uh, the shuttle is just sit- sitting on it. Does it just sit on it, or does it pin in? No, oh. the shuttle just sits on it. Everything but... else. Um, the stand pins into the bottom, and then um, the uh, the station itself uh, doesn't pin into it, but it can. It has a couple of studs that you can stick on it, so it's Sweet. it's fairly sturdy. Um, but you could take it off it pretty pretty easily if you want. So, yeah. but it's kind of cool. Like all of the uh, the solar panels, like you can you can adjust them. Um, so let me bring this back. So like you can. Say the sun was going some way, so you can like, yeah, you know, just like you you could on a real station. So that was kind of cool. That's awesome. It was a cool build. Took me uh, three hours, I think. And did you uh, sew the back patch on your denim vest? It's a sticker. (laughs) What? What? Yeah, Yeah, it's like a fabric sticker. Like, it's not even a a sewable thing. It's a fuzzy sticker. Yeah, it's it. It, it's not fuzzy. The sticker itself is not fuzzy, but the uh, it looks like a patch on the front, but in the back, it's just a Paper. sticker. Where, yeah. Maybe they realized that nobody wants a patch in 2020. But I yeah. did want the patch in 2020. But I don't want a fucking so, sticker. The, the Lander one is, in fact, a patch, though? Oh, I don't remember. I still have that. It's still... I never took it out of the packaging, that one. So. I still, do you still get it if you... Do you still get the patch with the I think it was like a day one kind of thing. 
Yeah, I don't know if you still get that. Online only or while supplies last or something. Cool dude club only. Guess mm. I'll have to buy mine aftermarket. I didn't buy anything well, else, but only I've if been it's actually look- a patch. <laughs> yeah. I've been looking at this uh, Speed Champions Ferrari, um, the, the red one. I want to get the two pack with the. Uh, <laughs> he said the Ferrari, the red one. The red one. So Act like they make another Ferraris in other colors. Act right. like that's a thing. I guess oh, there's the yellow one. ones. There's other colors, but yes. Every like... yellow Ferrari you've ever seen is actually a Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. You're right. <laughs> Might be. The Lamborghini ones looks nice too, but I think the. The Ferrari, like, I like the, about I the, like the Jaguar, the two pack with the dark teal. Oh yeah, or the yeah. turquoise or whatever it is is fucking tight. I'm buying I, that. I think this this wave of speed champions they went from six studs wide car to an eight stud wide car, and it just totally makes the car look freaking awesome. Those to cars it. are crazy. Like some of the intricate parts of the build are very interesting the parts they're using they're using flags in the front end you know and that kind of stuff i don't know they, they they're really sharp looking those two two studs is a lot of resolution right yeah <laughs> if you're looking at it in that way you know like yeah, yeah. it makes all the difference it really it's does a, it's like a 30 percent increase in resolution of what you're capable of doing you know it's building in pixels did you guys see i don't know if you follow i think the they use an it's like dir joe and there's underscores aplenty on instagram they do really really nice cars in close to the speed champion scale i want to say they're sub minifig scale because there there's no minifigs about everything's opaque and they don't have any clear windshields or anything it's all it's very well done. And they're putting together a book, like a coffee table book, I guess, of a lot of their, their works. And they just posted in it. It went as viral as the things I pay attention to go viral, which isn't that viral. But they made a, a, a grouping of what looks like Brio train pieces, but out of Lego. If you are familiar with or ever had a Brio... The, the wooden connectable train tracks and little train cars with the magnets. Yeah. Uh, they, they did a really good job of capturing the exact like scale and likeness of Brio in, in Lego. Hmm. And it's, it's actually, when I look at how they built it, it's like all, all the parts were there. Everything that you needed was there. It's just no one ever really thought about making Brio out of Lego. But that was really cool seeing that. Hmm. And I thought there was more to that, but there's not. Go check that out. <laughs> but it's still cool as hell. Like It yeah. is, yeah. Right on. But they yeah, do I a lot did, of those cars. I didn't get anything. Uh, been sick. Got sick for three days. And I was like bedridden. And then when I got out of it, I guess I was so sore from like having a fever that my arm felt like it was going to fall off for like three days. I was in horrible pain, like getting very little work done. So I didn't get to go out and look at Lego. I actually wanted to buy a speed champion set this week and build it before I 
because I'm out of town for a week in one week. Anyways, busy few days ahead. So I wanted to build a leg, build something Lego and talk about it on the show. But again, my arm was falling off and all that nonsense. Well, I'm glad you still have your arm. Yes. <laughs> you know, I used to like, as a kid in high school, fall off a cliff. And I'd be like, oh, I'm kind of sore. But nah, it's good. You know, and now I like sleep weird and I'm crippled for three days. It's like, don't get old. Don't get old, man. Like slept kind of weird. Now I have to go to like the, the walk-in clinic to get painkillers because my arm hurts so bad. That reminds me of um when uh, Ron Swanson has the, the hernia and he sneezes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. Hilarious. So uh, you guys gonna run run out and get these Lego dots? What the when hell is you that supposed about? to come out? I don't know. It's, what the hell? It's uh, there. it's kind of like um, so you know what we need to do? We need to do an episode on, for lack of a better term, girl Lego themes because I don't know enough about Scala, the other Scala. And Belleville. Oh my god, it's just charm building. It's bead building. It's like Yes, and if you look at there's there's two scalas. One is the one with the the, the the Barbie dolls that we looked at. Remember that boat we kept looking at in recent years on the bracket? Um and like the the, the kitchen or the home with all the different sizes of animals. We that's one of the scalas. The other scala was just like bracelet building. Well, I see these. I see. I I see the bracelet building, and the other thing I'm seeing is kind of like decorate a pen holder with studs, mm-hmm. and so like beads become like one by one tiles with cute printed images on them, like this, right? This shit, right? Yeah. And you're attaching those to you have you know you have this little kit, and it's got your decorations, your prescribed decorations. You got some googly eyes, and you can, and you got a smile, and then you have like bedazzles essentially in your little kit. Yeah. So that that's weird. It's it's. I don't know if it'll work or not. I'm hoping it goes. Uh, I I'm grateful that it is system based and it's pieces, and those pieces can be used for actually good things. This uh, is unlike the, these are the dots I wish I bought. The wall hand. The wall. Are they like not around anymore? Well, I don't know. I can get them on Amazon Prime, so I should really just be dumb and order were, these. I think they had some kind of agreement with Amazon. I think Amazon was the place to get them to begin with. It's tempting. I I thought about those those wall hanging dots as well, but I don't know. That's just that's like I got some extra money stuff right there. Yeah. Are they like how big are those things? They're different sizes. They're not all the same size. Each pack Mm. is three different colors and three different sizes. Yeah, so, yeah, there's, like, baby blue, baby pink, and white. And then there's, our like, our logo, the red, yellow, and blue. Mm. Uh, And there's a grayscale one, right? And then there's a grayscale one. I guess that's the one I get. I don't... I wish it was, like, trans-neon orange and white. And blue, like that's like give me ice planet. So you, so you want the ice planet one? <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, that would have been dope. Oh, Missed you know, if they made all the colors, but they they trapped them pick. in these multi packs, there'd be a market for just buying a bunch and then selling like custom like, color combos. I wish they just made them all the same size and gave you four. Yeah. Like the three scales makes no sense to me. But for the for the new dots, I'm I'm wondering when it's going to go on hyper clearance. Because remember last year, two years ago, when they rolled out all that new stationery, the like the the super elite stationery they put out, where yes, the ruler had a bunch of one by six tiles on it. They were printed like a ruler, but they all got super clearanced and, and the the pen caps were like one by four bricks which were in scale with system and you could use them for things if you so chose uh but they went super clearance and i think that's my two it is pretty expensive for what you get but there is um there's matt you were looking at the pictures there's elements in there that aren't just system parts right like the the bracelet itself or yeah the the notebook that you're putting stuff on that kind of thing yeah it seems like there's some newly manufactured parts you would call them whatever makes the outer walls of these pen holders you know it's a pineapple yeah, you're paying for the, that you're paying for that yeah Interesting. i'm not excited for dots i i like the part selection I'd love to be the be able to be the kind of Brickling store that can gamble on these new things, put enough money into them, part them out first, and know that whoever's out there buying these is gonna buy them from you. And anyone who parts them out after you, they miss the boat. I'd love yeah, to miss well, them, but I'm not that store. Yeah, it's like these printed tiles essentially is like your money maker somehow, but you have to count on like who wants 20 white one by one round tiles with hearts on them. Like who needs that? <laughs> who the, needs a hundred? The number of, of people who need that is so small that they're going to go on and they're going to buy them. And then there's no more people in that list of people who are going to go on and buy them. So if you're parting it out after X amount of people have bought the supply they wanted to buy, there's no buyers left. There's only sellers at that point. I guess what you're saying is that would be a rookie mistake. Yeah. (laughs) Which brings us into our topic. So I met a gentleman yesterday who just moved to my state, moved about two hours west of me, let's say, and they want to open a brick and mortar Lego store. So they... They came to my store because uh, I guess mine is the closest to where they live because there's not that many of them. And they wanted to ask me a bunch of questions about what I would do, what I wouldn't do, what I have done, any suggestions I had for them. And I, you know, I used to be the guy who was very open about everything and and would freely give anyone and everyone as much advice and information as they needed to make their business decisions. I don't know that I want to be that guy anymore. I think I kind of want to close myself off for a while and not not just tell everyone how to do everything better than I did it myself. But, but you did still tell this guy some stuff. 
yeah, I I read the situation. I I I read the the guy himself, and and I thought this was somebody I could I could tell him what I needed to tell him, and not more than I needed to tell him. But I was prepared going into this conversation to if it had gone another way, then I would have sent him packing. Like I don't know, give him the wrong advice, not so he fails, but so he doesn't even start. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, d- don't do it. It's not worth it. We don't make any money here. That kind of thing. Yeah. But uh, he seemed genuine about it. I-, I was prepared for someone to come in full mom share status and say, like, I heard Lego's more than worth more gold. Worth more than gold. I want to open a Lego store. I'm going to be rich like you. I was prepared for that, but that's not what it was. It was much better than that, thankfully. It was somebody who... So this guy, he's not getting into the Bricklink game. You've said this to us already. No, he's he's not getting into Bricklink. He wants to open a retail store. He's picked out a a storefront in um near where I went to college actually. He picked out a storefront and he didn't sign a lease or anything yet, but he wanted to ask me some questions and All right. I've got some questions. Yeah, ask me your questions. Uh Let's. So this guy, he's asking you about how to open a store. He's got. He doesn't want to get into the Bricklink game. He just wants a brick and mortar store. First of all, does he like Lego? Yes. Okay. Good. So he has mostly, a uh, mostly castle. Okay. So he's really he's into the hobby, and he knows what the terminology is and what mockers yeah. do, and he knows that. Yes. But he's, he's not like, looking I, I for that. I was prepared for much less than that. I was prepared for. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, not even an, acknowledging that there is an adult Lego market, or not really ever knowing what the inside of a Lego box looked like. Yeah, like this is the product I buy it, I sell it. This is not a passion for me. It's just a a thing I do. There's so many people like that. Yeah, and that's fine. You can be that person. Just, I'm not that person. No. I care All about right. it. So they, they also care about it. Now, are they looking to sell bulk sets, vintage minifigures? Uh, when it comes to the retail store, you kind of got to do all of it. Yeah. So they, they had planned on on all of that. All, okay. all the things you'd expect out of one of these Lego stores. All right. That's good. But no part walls, no. It's basically going to be sets, either complete or in box. And then. Many figures. Lego. And yeah, so they wanted to do a by weight rate for buying bulk. Like they wanted to do like a, a build and buy, which I, I tried to convey to them was too complicated where they. A kid can come and they can build whatever they want out of the bulk, and then they and weigh, weigh it. And it. They buy it. That's just no. That's mm. in and out, in and out. Keep it moving. Twenty nineteen. Yeah. So Good they, advice. I I told them I sell my bulk by volume. I buy it by weight and I sell it by volume. And I never really thought about the disconnect, but they brought it to my attention, and it's it's actually pretty smart if you're buying bulk publicly by weight and you're selling bulk publicly by volume 
it doesn't associate with each other. So somebody can't come in and go, you buy it for this and you sell it for this. Why would I do that? It's when when you when you use two different scales. There's less you know. of a grounds of comparison. Yeah. Hmm. Not that I'm not gonna make money on the bulk. Like it's this isn't a pro, this isn't a charity. But but selling it by volume helps. I just sell by volume and I always have because it's quicker than weighing it. Weighing it does not take much time, but here's the cup, you fill it, that's how much it costs. We're done here. It's quicker than 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 weighing it and calculating the the, the price. You, we lost him, Matt. Matt, you're uh, you're muted. I'm muted. You're muted. Yeah, sorry. No, it was hard to tell if you were. Uh, Here's the cup. Pantomiming or actually muted. Thank you very <laughs> much. Here's my cup. Eight ninety nine. Goodbye. Like yeah. or whatever it is, you know. Precisely. So they they want to open the store, and they have a a location picked out that's just barely bigger than my front store and mm-hmm. i was encouraging them to look for something bigger because that way they in, have somewhere behind the scenes to work yeah and for parties because i i kind of conveyed it to them as that there's three different things you can do you can do the retail you can do events or you can do the online and you're going to want to pick two of them and do two of them. Yeah. If you can do three of them, then that's that's great. Do three of them. But I do the online and the retail because I don't have space for the events. But yeah. and they if they don't have interest in doing the online, then they need to have space for events so they can do the retail yeah. and the events. The building parties and, or whatever. Yeah, he was actually saying that him and his his friends um have done some D and D with with Lego. It's mm-hmm. reminded me a lot about our topic from last week. Yeah, yeah, right. And and I said, that's great. We we push our build a fig here as build your own miniatures for tabletop gaming because they're so super customizable and they're the right size for what you want. Uh, yeah. So if you were to host events there. For D and D or birthdays or club meetings or whatever, yeah, that would be great. So I told him, don't don't move into a place that is big enough. Move into a place that's too big. Yeah, because you once you're there, you're not gonna want to move again as soon as you've outgrown that space. And the more times you move, the less money you make. <laughs> well, yeah, but the less uh, customer recognition you have. Like, if you keep moving, then you're going to lose some people along the way who can't keep up with the fact that you've moved. Yeah. I customer remember. Or customer recognition. Weren't you across the street before? I remember there used to be a Lego place across the street. Meanwhile, he's talking to the the original owner. You related to the people who were across the street? They closed. <laughs> no, that's us. We moved. We're here now. Same Your thing. daddy must have passed. I'm so sorry for your loss. We but bought him out. I killed him. <laughs> like, so all right. I, I tried to give as, uh, as much advice as I could about what not to do. Like I said, I don't stock chunks anymore. I don't do any built items in the store anymore yeah i don't recommend doing that 
I. Why is that? The volume they, they take up. They take up too much space. It's surface area. Unless they're behind glass, they just lose parts over time. You yeah. know, you, once you have an out and you open the store to the public, you can no longer guarantee they're complete. Mm. Yeah. Don't ever for a minute think that you can put a Lego set out. A little kid store. grabs a little stud yeah. off a tree or whatever the fuck. I always found that weird. Like, um, before I visited your store, Chris, I went to a um, bricks and minifigure store, and they have tons of sets that were built. And I was, I was asking the guy, I'm like, do you sell a lot of like sets like that? Because like to me, that defeats the purpose buying a complete set. There's He's a like, portion well, of people who won't buy pre-built stuff because they want to build it. So it's just it's got everything going against it. So it's I true. asked, I asked them, I'm like, well, what if somebody wants that disassemble? He goes, oh, we'll disassemble it for him. It's like wow, that's that's service right there. So I could buy that set. in the box. Yeah, <laughs> <Boom>. just, <laughs> just throws it down, whips it into a garbage bin, and just rattles it. <laughs> there it is, taken apart, and then they dump it into your box. And the, 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 this is the disassembler. It's a Uline sixty-eight liter garbage pail. <laughs> Just put the fucking lid on it. And And Ralph, they didn't have any of that pre-built stuff like behind glass. It was all just right there, ready for kids to pick the minifigs off of it. No, 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 no. Minifigures and everything pre-built was behind like a wall of glass. You couldn't get it. Well, that's fine then. You can can offer built stuff if it's it's secured. Yeah. Like uh, Atlanta Brick Company has built stuff, but it's in these like glass cabinets in the in the lobby. They've got, this, a, they've got a weird setup. Behind the Brick just did a video I haven't watched yet, The going through their, their store again. Um, apparently they moved and got like a big 6,000 square foot storefront. Oh, what, Atlanta Brick Company? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oh, I watched their last one and they had that like weird lobby because it's like an industrial complex or something. So they've got this lobby... It's just got all these glass cases of built stuff, and then you walk through a little hallway, and then it's the rest of the store. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it, literally, like, it, within the last week, they had a video that came out that uh, I'm trying to find find it right now uh, that, that walked yeah. through the new, new store. I got another question about our fellow here. Yeah. Does he have some form of stock in his position already, personal collection? Mm. That's That's one of the things I was stressing to him is that He's got to open the store where it's full of stuff. Because yeah. if you open the store and it's not full, some amount of people aren't going to come back because they don't think it's going to ever be full. They think it's going to be barren shelves always. So yes. even if you falsify how much space you have and you have all the stock of the store right up front and you kind of create a wall where people don't know there's more store Well, you get that. those pegboard divider things or whatever, yeah. you know, just to you, say, you, like, we have event space, but here's the store. Like, and yeah, and full. as you grow, you... you Expand it. You the expand pegboard. it backwards into the store, yeah. and you, uh, you minimize that extra space behind there. Yeah. So I stress the importance of opening big like that. And uh, I told him about how I opened big like that, and it was with consignment. Like the the store was 100% consignment because I didn't have in-person stock when I was mm-hmm. just selling on BrickLink. I had parts, and you don't make a store of parts. So you pitch consignment early, get consigners to come in. The first ones in the door realize they're going to be part of a launch event. 
So there'll be a there'll be sort of a guarantee of some sales, hopefully. Yeah. But yeah. the idea is that you're gonna be holding off until you have enough consignment. So there you know, there's gonna be a two or three month holding pattern here. But once I have enough consignment product, the store's gonna launch and it's gonna be a big deal and all your stuff will fly out the door, you know. Yeah, I, I told them you what I did was I I opened with consignment, everything that got traded, then I bought and then I put that back out on the shelves and mm-hmm. slowly the whole store became my stuff. And yeah. uh, even if you open with consignment, but they're under contract where it's like you have a year or less, yeah. some kind of amount of time where you can have stuff here and then that deal's done. So here, here is your year for selling consignment wise yeah the idea is like i'll cash pay you out based on the bulk of what's remaining of what you brought in or what you had or take it away take it away yeah it's like you had this much time to sell your stuff whatever's left or or maybe you've already sold it all out then then that's got to go at a certain point because i he doesn't want to have consignment Uh, i don't think anybody should want to have consignment it just makes it more complicated but if that's the way you have to open then that's the way you have to open at the end of the year, take your Chima sets and get out of here. Yeah. We realize you think you get your cars, is the great you deal. You get your cars three sets out of my store. <laughs> <laughs> you take your Ninjago Valentine's cards and you get out of here. <laughs> I love it. I'm trying, I'm trying to remember what else, what other advice I gave them. I, I, let me, while you're thinking about that, like the one thing that struck me when you said that he doesn't want to do the online stuff, like Bricklinker stuff, it, it seems to me like that's a risky, like a risky sort of venture to take because I would think the online stuff would supplement any kind of lull you would have in retail. Just, but uh, think about the time you haven't, you have to focus on marketing. Yeah. True. Uh, yeah, like, social, social media. This just I don't came do in. hardly any of that stuff because problem, he my time, have the time spent online. Yeah. So he's he spent Chris spends all his time uploading shit. But someone like that, they're on Instagram and they're in all the local buy and sell groups hyping the store every day, all over Facebook, all over Instagram, all over I the local. Either, I can either push Bricklink or I can advertise the retail store and. I just don't see advertising the retail store getting me the same or better return. It doesn't, unless you don't do the Bricklink stuff and you do events. Then your time in marketing and playing the local market through any means necessary, that's your bread and butter. It's always like, oh, we're going to have an in-store build event today. And then hopefully people come with their kids and, you know, maybe you barbecue hot dogs or something one weekend every summer, whatever it is, you know, public shit, get people out there. Customer appreciation day, you know, president day sale weekend. We had so many messages this morning seeing if we were open today. I'm like, yep, normal hours. Come on in. And it was a busy day. If kids Good. aren't in school, they're at my store. It's great. Well, that's so. Yeah. The other things I recommended were you you're going to take in more bulk than you know what to do with. So you have to figure out how you're going to get rid of it fast. Um, 
get rid of it fast enough where it doesn't start adding up because you only need so much at the store at any given time. Yeah. And I, I said, don't consider lowering the price of your fill a cup. That's not going to make it sell any better. If somebody right. wants to fill a cup, they're going to fill a cup. I've actually raised the price of my fill a cup because if they're going to fill a cup, they're going to fill a cup. And why would you want to leave money on the table for people who want to fill a cup? No. So I have somebody who buys my bulk, whatever I've got, um, a few times a year. And they basically just wipe it all out. And then I start filling the table new. And that, that gets rid of it. That keeps it fresh. And the and, people sense the hype of that. They go, oh, well, I bought a few cups this the last couple months. I feel like the table's getting tired. Oh, clear out day. New bulk. It's it's a brand new world at the bricks on the dollar fill a cup or mincer brunk shop. Yes, yeah, so I, I recommended that they figure out a way in which they can get rid of it fast enough. Yeah. It's gonna add up. I also stressed like you've gotta get over the guilt of lowballing trade ins. Yeah. Like do you wanna do you wanna go out of business or don't you? Like yeah. It, it, it's it's hard sometimes to to throw but those you, numbers out there when somebody brings something in. Yeah. But a lot of times they're going to say yes, and if they say no and it goes up higher and it's still okay with you, that's fine. But you got to start low. At, start low at a point that you're comfortable with, and if they're comfortable with it too, then that's great. Yeah. There's a few ways to go. There's the way where you're going to bust everybody's balls on every trade-in. Like, I'll give you 50 bucks. They're like, what? (laughs) You're like, all right, 70. (laughs) Like, no, like 100, man. And then you get them for 85. If you want to be that fucking guy, you can be that guy. I don't recommend it. But, you know, it's kind of like video games or anything. You're going to, like... You got to make your money. Everybody knows that. But also, like, you got to transform it in some way. Like, the dude who buys all, pays the most in my town for used video games, Comics North, Hidden Level Games, he pays the most, but he, like, takes them and he cleans them with alcohol. He'll sit there, you see him in their shop, he's cleaning a cartridge and he takes it apart, he replaces the battery, and he reseal closes it back up and what you have is a fully serviced vintage game cartridge or you know the disc was cleaned you know it wasn't just like yeah thanks hawk shop on the shelf you know it was loved it was tested and you're buying a product that has been transformed by the retailer the now new retailer of this product because they want premium product they're not just looking to be the middleman on its next sale like Exactly. Yeah. It's pride, I guess, right, Chris? Pride in your yeah. product? Yeah. It's I mean, anyone can buy something, not do anything to it, and then and sell, sell it. it for more money if they really have the time and the market. And the but, and but the not, not everyone can transform that raw material into something else. And create value out of yeah. uh, time and effort. Well, the other thing is, you know, 
this goes more for Bricklink sellers, but really, like, it's kind of beautiful in the sense that you live in this bubble and picture your town from above on a map, you know, you're funneling in this product that exists, a resource. And there happens to be people who are interested in buying this resource. This is your mockers or adult fans of Lego through Bricklink. So you've brought it in from all around you and you've organized it where they can just take as much of what they want and leave out all the bits they don't give a shit about. Like a completely customizable purchase. They can do that and there's like such great value in that. And like to get from A to B is an enormous amount of work and care and foresight and planning. Like there is a lot of value in the time that's spent to get that item, even just to Bricklink, you know? And then yeah, look at my payroll. And then if you can, again, get it in a box and out to the person who bought it faster, there's more value there. And like, you know, you got to get what you're worth. So you got to you gotta be a dick sometimes. The truth is, is like, you're never going to sell it on the scale I'm capable of selling it. We've been noticing an uptick in people who want to trade something in, but change their mind and, and leave with their, with their products yeah. because they, they're bringing in what they claim to be complete used sets, sometimes with the box, sometimes without. Yeah. It's like, I'm sorry, our, our new policy this year. Yeah. I don't even know when we, we started sometime last year is all used Lego is bought by weight. It doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter what, what it's you say it's in. what it's currently built as. Yes, all use is bought by weight. Yeah, we used to we used to value used sets, just like we valued sealed sets. You you, gra- of, you grab a going rate. Yeah, it's not you worth gra- it. You grab the Grand Emporium, and you got to buy it for two hundred and sixty bucks because it's the Grand Emporium, so you can sell it for three twenty or whatever it's going to be. Obviously, those margins are bad. But you you're gonna have to pay 180, and you're gonna sell it for 300. There's a person who uh, messaged me today. They have the the reissued Taj Mahal, yeah. And uh, I think there's no box. Bags one and two are built, and everything. All the other bags are sealed. Okay. Um, because so much of it's brand new, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll make an offer on this as a set. And not as just weight, because that would be just cruel buying that by weight. Yeah. But then again, I should probably just get over it and offer the weight rate and keep it moving 2019. Yeah, it's. I I offered. I I said, all right, we can easily enough inventory the first two bags by. Here's the instructions. Start building. Can you build up to the point where it asks you to open bag three? Yeah. Got all those parts. Take it back apart. We'll bag that up. up. We'll put all of them in a nice box and we'll repackage it, put it out on the shelf in a box. It won't be the Lego box. It'll be a brown box. We'll put it out there as an item for sale. Discounted Um, price. We offered offered 65 bucks for for it as is. Yeah. And uh, that is... Because the closest one to that condition on Bricklink was 
250 or something like that. Right. I was like 65 bucks. And if I get it for that price, I have, I have more options. I don't have to do what I just prescribed. I have options. I can, I can part out the good parts and the rest goes in bulk. Yeah. Not like there's figures in there. I can't pull any figures out of it. Um, I could part it all the way out if I was a crazy person. Or I could pay someone to inventory the first two bags and repackage it and we'll put it out. And then I have to wait for it to sell. If I'm buying these used sets based on set price, I have to buy it high, I have to inventory it, and then I have to wait. And uh, that's just not worth it. No. It's a business, man. But that's fair. I'd probably take it. I don't know. They're probably not going to take it, but that's fine. We have more Lego than we know what to do with right now from trade-ins. Yeah, exactly. So you can't lower you the value of a your few business. eggs, man. Well, like the, the 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 thing is, is if you give him the deal, you do you're like, oh, all right, I'll just give you ninety bucks or whatever, even a hundred, something crazy like that. You've now devalued your time, and the next guy that the next time that guy like comes to you, if he comes to you ever again after this first transaction, he's serious about you selling his Lego. He's you've, he's already agreed to the terms at that point. But if you devalue yourself that low, you're not going to get the good deal next time either. So like, Yeah. Now I get a lot of messages from people and I'll see their previous message was like two years ago. Yeah. And they'll say, Hey, I so my son sold like complete used sets to you in the past. We have these ones we'd like to get rid of now. Maybe they yeah. bought those sets new at my store and now they're in the used built condition. And I'm like, we buy all used by weight now. That's that's how we do things now. And I always and fully recommend that people sell stuff on their own. Like you don't have to sell it to me. You sell it to me if you just want it gone and you want some cash. If you want to get the most for it, which everyone should want, Facebook Marketplace, eBay, all that. But Oof. that takes work too. You or you could just get some money and walk out the door. Freeze a bird. Yeah, put something on Facebook Marketplace and see how that goes. <laughs> is this still available? Yeah. And, that, and you go, yes, it is. Yeah. And they never respond. Yep. Kijiji, holy fuck, my Kijiji message box inbox right now, man. I'm selling a blender. You know the board game Nightmare Atmosphere? The VHS board game? The VHS one? Yeah, so you put a VHS tape. Yeah. It's called, it called Nightmare. Is it about VHS or is no, it no? It VHS? is a board game, and you play it while watching a one-hour-long VHS tape. The gatekeeper pops up and he goes, "Stop! Whose turn is it next?" Hands up, and you're like, "Oh, I'm a child. I'm afraid of the gatekeeper." And then he's like, "Go back to the start and start again." Does the <laughs> does the game ever take longer than an hour? No, it can only take an hour. I could get behind that. <laughs> I could get behind. I I have got that kind of time. This is nightmare, right? So I'm selling this with its three sequels: Nightmare two, three, and four, which have a different character leading What's it. Other... Is the logo a guillotine? Uh, no, it's just really shiny. Okay, I didn't um, know if it was like the blade. Anyway, so I have Nightmare 
Nightmare, the main game. I have Nightmare 2, 3, and 4, which are expansion with new cards and a new VHS tape. And then which, I have Atmosphere. We don't, we is, don't have 5, though. 5 was on Laserdisc, and we just weren't about Yeah, that. I wished I would have it if it was on Laserdisc. <laughs> and then I have Atmosphere, fear spelt F-E-A-R. F-E-A-R. Uh, that's like the sequel to Nightmare. That's not an expansion so it's called atmosphere and then i have atmosphere 2 and like to find all these games together is actually kind of hard so i have it on kijiji for 300 bucks and i've had a guy message me from out west like in manitoba if i'm interested in shipping and he kind of goes it after a while and then i had two other people who was like is it available we'll make you yes and they go i don't exist I anymore think if, if it's anything like the facebook marketplace it's just the the is it available? I don't know where that button is on the screen, but it's almost like wherever you're more than likely to accidentally hit the screen, that's where that button is. Yeah, but when you get a direct message on Kijiji that's like, is this available? We're so excited to see it. Like, that's literally one of the messages. Oh. Nothing. Nothing. Where did you go? Why? Like, fuck. Honestly. Like, it was the third person. Yes. Hi, is this still available? We're very interested. Very. I wonder, I wonder if Facebook letters. Marketplace could have, like, a subscription fee where you can you can go on Marketplace and buy and sell as much stuff as you want for $10 a month. Other than that, like, there's no fees associated with it at all, but you have to pay just to be there and be in it. I think, I wonder how much alleviation that would do to the to the the dead transactions i just messaged them i'm like so interested eh very interested (laughs) (laughs) why are you very interested you you should uh you should write building up at 121 (laughs) hi is this still available we're very interested i've still got it got a fellow in calgary who wants it but i'd rather sell it locally I'm going to be a vinyl swap at this day between 12 and 2. Are you still interested? It's available. So interested, huh? <laughs> huh, bitch? I'm waiting for it to say scene at the bottom. Scene, exactly. <laughs> that would no, be great if it did that. Tell them, tell them building up to at 121. <laughs> Is it 123? No, it's 121. Right? It's 121. <laughs> No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> because it is <laughs> building up to it. Episode one twenty one. I just typed nice. that in. It'll never, never be seen. seen. Never be seen. It'll never be seen. So we uh we actually if we're gonna talk about this we we experimented a little bit with Facebook Marketplace for Warminster Brick Shop, um, mostly as a a free advertising method, not so much as a actually sell stuff. Yeah, you're not posting an item for sale. You're like Warminster Brick Shop. So we we posted inexpensive items for sale, and the information, the description is all about the store. Anyone who inquires, we hit them back with a thing about the store, the fact that it's a store, the fact that you could come there right now, 
and buy these things and so many other things. And some most people go, oh, it's a place I have to go. Oh, I'd much rather people, meet them like, at. The, I'd much rather meet them at White Castle. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I've I've met somebody at White Castle. I know. Like, is like, that why? For us, it's Tim Hortons, right? So I was like, oh, wait, what the fuck's Tim Hortons? Dunkin' Donuts. Right, when, I, when I was at Tim Hortons in Niagara Falls. You had they, a good time. I, no, the donuts are weird. <laughs> Remember, the, there was a guy at TFCon who was like, oh, man, y'all are from Canada. Tim Hortons, though. We need those in America. They're amazing. Don't, it's don't real food. It's like, it's yeah, not, I got them here. it is not real food at all. He's like, it's so, real food. It's like I, it's, I went there and I, I was looking at the donuts and I, I wanted like. I'm a I'm a I'm a Jimmy's guy, and you might call him Sprinkles, but I call him Jimmy's. It's regional. Um, and you didn't get I a got, vanilla dip. I think that's what I got. And white they put these, white like, frosting in the sprinkles. Yeah, but they're not sprinkles. They're like these little like ca- like candy coated balls that are mm. on there. They're oh like, yeah. They're, they're oh not, yeah. They're not like the chalk based mush. No. They're way turds. better. They're so yeah, much. No, better. I was like, "Why is it crunching? Why is my donut crunching right now? This is awful." <laughs> it was. It was like if you took like nerds but made them completely spherical. Yeah. And they weren't tart. They were just like sugar. Yeah. That's what it was. And I was like, "They're amazing." My donut should not crunch. Wrong again. Anyway, I also Boss, could not Boston find that they. Way. They did Canadian not sell... Jimmy's. He doesn't like his, our Canadian Jimmy's. They didn't sell soda. I could not find anywhere on the menu with soda. And I was like, that's fine if you don't sell it. They sell Pepsi in bottles, I think. I noticed that because yeah, know, at one right? point, they went into this little mini fridge behind the counter. And yeah. there was a bunch of Pepsis in there. I'm like, but where are they Like anywhere advertised? That's just the staff sodas right there. Oh, that's yeah. That's how they roll, man. And they, they ain't a say they ain't a soda joint, so to speak. Right. They're a coffee shop, right? It's all I, about the fucking I don't shit. drink the dirt shit water injected with nicotine, fucking bullshit water, <laughs> anyway, coffee water. Holy fuck! Why the fuck are we talking about Tim Hortons? Um, <laughs> I, I, I tried to, I tried to put some like desirable Lego sets on marketplace, but. Everyone who's shopping on Marketplace is looking for something at like found it in a in a back alley prices. It went like a garage sale deal. So, yeah, and that's fine if that's what you're looking for. You got to know your market, and I should not have been putting anything above fifteen dollars on Marketplace. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. So I I made more generic posts like yeah, like Facebook unlimited bulk supply. Yeah, and exactly. like build your own tabletop gaming miniatures. And... That's funny, you know. That's clever. Like, yeah, because honestly, Facebook Marketplace is like, I want it to be a yard sale with one thing, and the thing is what I want, and I want to come to your house and get it. That a lot of people, is Facebook. A lot of people did get turned off when it was like, "Oh, you're a store." That's yeah. so dishonest. I was hoping this would be like real person to real person you're just you're abusing the the they didn't say any this is all in my head you're abusing the platform by being (laughs) a commercial entity on here Uh, and that might be true 
but that might it's not also be what it's for. Well, I don't know. Everybody does it. It's way better than the fucking Kijiji posts that are in auction. Ralph and they is post so confused. Kijiji. Oh Ralph, my god. Kijiji is Craigslist in Canada. Yeah. So uh, okay, imagine this. And Facebook Marketplace is Craigslist to, in America. Well, it's it's much nicer. <laughs> like Kijiji is much nicer than Craigslist. Craigslist, Craigslist? Is, is sketchy as fuck. I don't think Craigslist exists anymore. Facebook Marketplace killed Craigslist. Facebook Messenger killed AOL Instant Messenger. Um, ICQ, MSN Messenger. Anyways, regardless, we're talking about Kijiji. And it is a uh, whatever. It's a weird place, but it's better than Craigslist. What were we talking about? That. I don't know. Get us out of here, Paul. He He might actually jump in. He's just messaging us. I don't know how long we'd have to stretch for Paul to jump in. Yeah, true. Paul is busy with the baby forever. I miss Paul. It's a good guy. It'd be great if he like jumped in right now. And no, I'm not planning anything. He's not here. No, he ain't <laughs> coming. He said, uh... "Yeah, he said like, how long have you been recording? Not knowing it's been 53 minutes." I don't know when that posted though. Like when that just came in. That just came in hot. So that means he uh I don't know. It's seen by you. <laughs> very interested, Paul. Really? Very, oh there he is. Paul's very interested. I know it. <laughs> sent you a friend request and you haven't responded yet. <laughs> Guess what? I'm not going to. <laughs> so back so back to starting a physical store. Yeah, let's do it. So so I I think you gave him some good, some good advice there, but like what what would you really think you would need to really take it seriously as a person? Um what kind of how much investment would you need to make? Where would you get your stock? Like, what would you need before you even consider signing a lease somewhere? Like, that that's another question. Sort of part of that. What would you tell a person would there be front-end investment should be to know they're going to be successful? Like, if you're going, are you serious about this? And they're like, yeah. And you go, well, you better have 40 grand worth of product in your store or whatever. Like, um. It's hard to put a dollar value. It's hard to associate a dollar value with a two-dimensional uh, footage mm-hmm. of space. Like yeah. I don't know how much money it takes to put enough product in a ten-foot space, etc. Um, it depends on the product, obviously. It depends on the product, but you'd want to be confident that the space you're filling is full enough to to attract people to come back and to be able to find stuff on day one that they want to yeah. buy. So I guess look at how much space you have. You you could certainly mock up some shelves at home. But you also have shelves. to keep in mind that you need to communicate to your your buyer base right away that you're like, yes, we sell by the cup here. 
And yeah, there's some like clearance era sealed sets and stuff. And yeah, we do the minifig thing too. But you also need to tell them like, I've got the collector shit here. Here's a sealed town hall or haunted house or here's like the emerald express or even if it's you know loose i think it's the kind of thing where you'd have to spend a couple years hunting down deals and searching marketplace searching craigslist searching the conventions buying up whatever you think is a good enough deal on an attractive piece and stash them away they don't go down in value so putting them away for these two years even if yeah. you don't wind up opening the store you haven't really hurt yourself as long as you can afford to buy them and sit on them but you need to amass enough stuff to make your shelves look full and you can mock up some shelves at home to see you know turn part of your basement or whatever into what would be the store if if it wasn't your basement and when you think you've got enough full shelves of cool stuff, then you can consider opening the store. But if you're not going to be open to filling it with consigners to begin with, and you certainly don't want to open with just the stuff you just bought on clearance at Walmart, and that's not helping anybody that you're taking it from Walmart and putting it in your store at regular retail when you bought it on clearance. I mean, that's something to do, but it's not really helping anybody in that moment. No. Um, really good first impressions when you open is important. I also conveyed to them that I mean you're you're gonna be the employee for the first year. Like you're gonna be behind the counter. You're gonna have to have the right skills to be that person for all the customers for the first year. And you know him and his wife were there, and I'm like, this is gonna be his life for a year, if not more. And you both have to be okay with that. Yeah. Um, so I don't think there's a certain amount of money you'd have to spend that I could put my finger on. But I, I think you'd first look at how much space you have. Yeah. And what could fit in that space. And don't forget you have to make the place look nice. And you have to buy yeah, you got to invest in your signage. You got to buy signage for your front. You should do your logo. You know, you got to consider graphic designer or some version of that. If you can't do it yourself, like there are considerations for any business. You know, you don't just open the door and people go, "What is this?" And you're like, "It's Lego." Clearly, get in here. <laughs> like you need to do shit to run a business like signage you know honestly you should have a good name you should think about marketing you don't have to what do you do chris um i've relied a lot on on the facebook reach with some sponsored ads and uh, a lot on the foot traffic from the neighboring stores and that's about it. We've got a lot of what about now. what about the name and logo? Um, I went with Warminster Brick Shop because Brick Shop is the generic name for Lego store, yeah. and Warminster is the town that it's in. Where's Warminster Brick Shop? I bet it's in Warminster. Obviously, 
I thought anything else, uh, any any other kind of naming structure besides that would have been off. Like you're not telling people what you're selling. It's too much branding and not enough information. Yeah. So what it's about like, location? You know, it may seem like a simple name, but you don't say Lego in it, so it's you know good that people come through the door understanding that it's Lego because obviously you've done something with your online marketing, right? This is interesting and important to note because if you name it the interlocking brick toy shop or, you know, anything other than Lego. If I name it like clutches hobbies, Something like that. Exactly. Like, so well, now the there's it? research involved, but hope. Luckily, with the with your logo and the name, people go. They sell Lego, Lego bricks. So that's good. Um, do you know what this guy's calling his store? No. You didn't know. <laughs> I don't know if he has a name ready for it. Well, um, hopefully, it's nothing fucking weird. Because, you know, I live in a town where people make some pretty strange choices. There's a, there's actually, so there's a little town outside of our town called Garson. It's in the greater city of Sudbury, but it's called Garson. Uh, they have some really fucking weird names. There's literally a barbershop that's like, come, the name of the barbershop is, come in and have a seat and we'll take care of that hair or something it's like a full fucking sentence like as if someone's <laughs> speaking to you that's the with, name with the comma. it's got that's, a dependent yeah. clause yeah there's grammar in the title like it's insane right there's it's fucking weird there's grammar in the title like that's not a good title for business so you know don't do that there's also like a dollar store that's like Tons of dollar deals and much more for your perfect party or There's something. There's a dollar store near me that's called Every Day is a Holiday. Exactly. <laughs> what? Sure. Is it when you spend a dollar on strange products? Yeah, I guess so. Every day, Every is, day a is a holiday when you grocery shop at the dollar store. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, the weirdest food I ever found in the dollar store was cooked corn in a vacuum form thing. Two Dole. Dole was the company, I think. And there was two cooked cobs of corn vacuum sealed unrefrigerated on the shelf for $2. That's insane, right? They were cooked. They weren't These like were raw. Co- this was cook and the shelf life was like four months. This is insane, right? Yeah. Right? Like it was like I saw this like last October and the shelf life I think was like June twenty twenty. That's crazy. Anyways, yeah. like I'm not judging people who have to shop for food there. But, like, please don't buy cooked fucking corn in a vacuum seal. Don't do that. Please save Corn's your not, like, a smart food investment anyway. Well, not on the cob, anyways. 
That's your new. That's the store name. It's not on the cob, anyways. <laughs> not on the cob, anyways. You're paying for the cob you've lost. That's what I'm saying about corn. Corn is remarkable. I'm not gonna get into it. It's not corning up to it over here. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph liked the joke. All right, Steph. <laughs> I'm getting judged over here. It might even uh, be waking up to it. Yeah, so we are going to do a morning show called Waking Up To It. Oh, we'll do it live one point. If you want to see us do a morning show where we're like in suits drinking coffee, like, hi, Chris. Wow, 10 tips to spay and neuter your own pet. Let's get into that later. Like, you know, we'll do the morning show. It's called Waking Up To It. Uh, regardless of that, what was I talking about? <laughs> Our logo um, is expert level. Somebody early days commented, your logo's hard to read. And uh, truthfully, I pitched the name as a joke, and Chris and Paul said, it'll be the name for now. I always thought it was genius. Regardless, our expert level hard to read logo, somebody commented that. This was like episode six, I think. Your logo's hard to read. I'm like, it's expert level. <laughs> it makes <laughs> sense. Okay. Like, so my logo, I, f- I forget. I had a graphic designer I went to for the logo for Warminster Brick Shop. I forget if I had examples in mind or if they just kind of completely blindly, because they did other work for me in the past they pitched me that logo and then we made some tweaks to it i i don't remember if i gave any input or not but i thought it was it was i wanted to have the um the five color bricks on there to match the five colored windows in the front of the store which is the original five color stripes on the lego boxes in the in the 70s yeah i wanted that um but I think that the best subtle part about the Warminster Brick Shop logo is that the five bricks are aligned almost like a W for Warminster. And I don't know that I noticed that before having it printed. Yeah. Necessarily. But that's I think that's the best subtle part of that logo. Right. You know, like when you see Lego podcasts, I mean, the logo is always something like ours isn't changing the game. I never thought that. I just liked. We agreed that we should use the simple colors, a Lego, three colors. And I just wanted it to be reversed, like going upward, right? And I liked the idea of a three-tier logo. And it just happened to be less Western in conception. But there's nothing wrong with it. (laughs) It's just like it's in reverse. You're reading it back. it, it, It was partially like... This is the name for now, mm-hmm. but also it's it's the permanent name in that even if you think we're trying to reach something, you're already in it. You're already seeing it. Yeah, we're here. We've been here. Welcome. <laughs> well, it's been 120 fucking episodes. That's yeah. crazy. 120 weeks. We're almost at three years. It's probably it's probably like one and a half times if you just said like each episode was an hour long. 
but then yeah. like you know you got some of our episodes that were like two and a half hours long yeah we, we were we were just giving out free content there we just packing it in there so this is the wait for paul stream he may so, or may not be here so i asked the question earlier like and um, we didn't answer did we no, uh, I let Matt continue on. Uh, he he was going on a good point. Uh, talk to Born this or something. No, he's just being a dick, Ralph. Don't give me any credit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about location? Like, um, oh, how important? Um, obviously, that's important. But like, so all what, right, what so that, that, that's a good there? question. So disregard my store because I only opened a retail store because I was in a warehouse that had a a storefront. Front. Yeah, and I was like, sure. Sure, I'll open a store. I'm up against a wall working a working a shit job that I will in the future maybe look back on as retail research. But but in reality, it was me bottoming out. Um, but I he's going to be downtown in a city. And I told him from convention experience, there's X amount of people where if they have to pay to park, they're just not going to come to your store. And uh, I know the city he's moving into, and it has a robust uh, bus network. And he's like across the street from the big bus terminal for the the city. Um, and he's also across the street from the one big parking garage that the city has. So I don't think he's going to lose in that way. No. I think he's already figured out location. Good location. Sounds all right. People can get there. That's the the biggest factor in a downtown location is can people get there? Yeah, foot traffic is key. Like my buddy who runs the comic shop, he talks about moving, but we always sort of circle back on the same conversation, which is, man, you can't beat that downtown foot traffic. Because like the people with the downtown foot traffic it's not just about selling man it's about getting product in and those people who have video games to trade in because they need money you know that's not like the best situation but it's a real one that exists and it's part of the market there's people who need money uh you know some of them don't have transportation available to them so they have to take the bus and like the easiest place to bus is downtown that's just a truth fact in any world. You know, it's a good source yeah. of business. What concerned uh, me is that I think, and I don't know if it's, it's a lot of the, the, the storefronts in this particular city or maybe all cities or maybe just that city, but a lot of the storefronts, there's like a vestibule where you'd, you'd walk in to this little tiny lobby and then there's like two doors on either side and one is for this store and one's for that store and while both stores have like street facing front windows they don't have a street facing front door you got to walk into this closet sized lobby and pick left or right right I, just, or... I, I don't know if I guess people are just used to that in certain places. I just don't know if that is, it, is a great thing to have. cities you know you'll see like a poshy building and then it'll say some weird name on the sign. You go down there and it's like a Warhammer shop in the basement of like a condominium, <laughs> you know, and it's sometimes it's just the reality of like at least being close to the action is worth 
giving up the storefront or the private entrance or any of that, you know? Yeah. Your sense of being your own entity. But he's looking at being on the the busiest street in that particular city. It's not a big city, but it does it does have a downtown. Yeah. He's, well, he's on you the know, busiest if, street, if everybody's right going the through it, and all the kids are annoyed, and like they just did the grocery store, and it's on the way home. So yeah, if you're good, we'll stop. You know, you kind of want to be there. That's a good fucking place to be. Yeah, and I. I, I, if he's going to open this store out there, I welcome it. Um, it's it's not going to affect my store in any way. Yeah, that's good, man. And how cool, like what, one thing that I I would think of, like if I were to open a store near where I am, like I'm pretty close to in relation to like a an official Lego store. Would that have any sort of impact on? Uh, a physical store that you would open? Um, it's going to have some. I have found that a lot of people just go to whatever the closest Lego store to them is, real or aftermarket. Mm-hmm. People replace going to the Legos, the one Lego store in Pennsylvania with coming to my store when I opened because I was closer to them. It cut their, their travel down. As long as that story is like Legos the game, that's what makes it special, then it's worth the trip. Because that's yeah. better than, well, we'll see what Lego they have at Target. Like, kids yeah, don't want to yeah. hear that, even. They're like, I want to go to the Lego store. It's like, well, we'll go see what Lego they have at Target. It's like, no! <laughs> I want to go to the Lego store. Yeah, you have to make it an experience, because you can get Lego at Target, and Walmart, and Michaels, and Kohl's, and Walgreens and everything. But what makes it better? It's like it's only Lego and there's old Lego and there's mini figures and there's building. It's the it's the transformation. You have to change the product in some way. If you had only sealed sets and only current sealed sets, then then how would you really be any different than going into a Walmart? Exactly. You wouldn't Mm -hmm. the answer is you're not. Get us out of here, Matt. Well, you know, it's a shame Paul couldn't make it tonight. We had to pull the trigger. It's either like uh, we don't do a show tonight and, you know, maybe Paul's not going to be available at all. He's a busy man. We respect that. But, you know, we'll catch Paul next week. Can't do it without Paul. We love Paul. Paul would have told you that we're in the Cool Table Network. Paul would also said that it's part of a family of <laughs> nerd related podcasts. <laughs> he would have told you that there's all kinds of shows on that network. If Paul was still with us. If Paul was still here, if it was if Paul was still here, he would have told you there's shows like Toy Detox, Enter the Realm, Breaking the Mold. Finger banging. I don't know if Deluxe is in there yet, but you know what? Floor time with Deluxe Baldwin. Uh, Stasis Lock. The Ugly One. (laughs) So many shows. So Paul would have told you that. And uh, 
He didn't, so we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> I guess that's the episode. <laughs>